Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. Uh, this is Greg Voison. I'm the host of your show. I've been doing this show almost 11 years now. I want to thank all of my listeners out there who come back again and again and again to soak up the wisdom uh, from our authors. And today joining me from Los Angeles is Joanna Grazilli, and she has a book called The Big Miracles, The 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success. Good day to you, Joanna. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Delighted to be with you. Excited for our Well, it's a pleasure having you on, and I'm glad that I was able to get you on. Now, um, I'm going to let my listeners know a little bit about you. Um, uh, Joanna is a spiritual success coach and motivational speaker. Over the past 20 years, she's given intuitive guidance to business leaders, entrepreneurs, and celebrities. As I said, she lives in Los Angeles with her husband, Nick, and their son, Dominic. And you can see her at uh, Facebook at Joanna Grazilla, and that's G-A-R-Z-I-L-L-I. That's the same handle that she has at Twitter. It's the same handle that she has at Instagram. Uh, And so literally, if you just type in her name, you're going to pop up with all of those. Well, it's a pleasure having you on the show. And I think that the value of this book is really in these 11 spiritual rules. But before we get to that, you're a, an intuitive and you do intuitive readings for people. Um, where did all of this basically emanate from in your life, Joanna? Because I've, speaking, I've spoken with a lot of uh, intuitives over my days. And it's always interesting to kind of know a little bit about their life story before we actually get into the questions on the book. Yes, I'm excited to share more about, obviously, about Big Miracles and and diving into the rules because that's very much what shaped my life and led me to the point that I am and and feeling good on a daily basis. Doesn't mean that everything is perfect all the time because I think that's that's I don't want to say impossible, but you know, there's little moments of of. Uh, of downs as well as ups, but there's many, many, many more ups. That's much more of the time. In terms of my intuition, for me, it goes back to when I was a child. I always, I think back to when I was six years old. That just, six years old was a, stands out as a, a highlight for me as when I started to really feel my connection with spirit and not understanding really how to verbalize that. My son is currently seven years old and it's interesting to watch how he starts to un- understand his experience of being able to communicate and, and, and become more attuned. He's very sensitive as well, like me. So seeing him now and then my own experience of how I was back then, it, 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 it just comes back to me. But I always had this feeling, I suppose I didn't realize how sensitive I was. I know I can tell you're very sensitive, very attuned as well to people. And, and so it felt great when someone else was happy around me. I would just soak that in and, and I would just feel a connection to everyone and everything. Uh, but when someone was 
unhappy or they were hiding their true feelings and internalizing it, I would feel that and literally take in that energy. And then I would think that I was the problem. I would automatically make that assumption. So that was very challenging to deal with that intuition felt as if it was a gift and it was a curse. And what happened as well for me was because I didn't understand, I didn't have someone to tell me, oh, you're just, you're sensitive to energy. You're empathetic. It's normal to go through this. I, I, I turned to food to be able to, because I found food would suppress my sensitivity and it allowed me to be able to get in my body enough and, and to switch off those feelings. It wasn't until much later on, really into, I'd say where I started to, I, I only really began to be able to master my intuition working for me, helping others, and also where it wasn't controlling me and I didn't go on this roller coaster of emotions until my late 30s. Mm. Well, you certainly have this uh, gift, this gift and ability, because in these 11 spiritual rules for ultimate success, you obviously over time, as you've done intuitive coaching with uh, very wealthy people in Hollywood and high tech and entertainment people, you've continued to hone this ability and you've distilled this down um, into this book, uh, because this is kind of the synthesis of the things that you use. And in in chapter one, you talk about rule number one, and that's aligning with spirit. And you mention that we are spiritual beings. You mentioned that when our ego takes over, um, that we don't recognize ourselves as such. What recommendations do you have for our listeners out there and for helping them to understand this delicate relationship between ego and spirit? So in terms of, of being able to recognize the difference, I find that if you, if you, let me go back a step. People often find that they, they're, they're trying to look at what's right with them and what's wrong with them. Or rather, normally they focus on what's wrong with them, what isn't working. And I like to come back to like, how does one clarify that? It comes in terms of alignment and misalignment. I find that going inwards, centering, grounding, connecting is the way to really understand where you are at rather than being based upon what other people are telling you about you, about who you are, about how you should think, how you should feel. And, and so the idea of centering, grounding and connecting the easiest way I've found to do that is to close your eyes, to focus inwards and, and bring your awareness to your heart. <laughs> to me, I find nothing is an accident in life. Just right when you ask me that question, and, and like I said, Sunny, I'm glad you can't hear it, but they, um, they're drilling outside, so I got totally distracted there. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. I mean, look, you have this uh, centering, grounding, and connecting meditation that you have at the end of this uh, first chapter, actually. How do you uh, recommend that uh, after people are using that they're going to benefit from practicing this meditation that you've got? 
Well, I think that the feeling I have right now when I'm speaking and you ask me the question right when that happened and and me actually feeling thrown off center there was the deeper message I felt from spirit is that we, our environment, our relationships, our circumstances, our outlook is never perfect. And, and that doesn't mean that there's something wrong. And and it's all very well and good being able to apply, say, these 11 rules with like-minded spirits, with people who are very open, who are already connected. I mean, that's when you accelerate miracles. But being around people who aren't as conscious or being in a certain environment where there is a lot of resistance or challenges around one, that's when you really get to feel the benefit of using the center ground connect meditation of being able to go, okay, I feel out of alignment here. Let me get back to aligning with spirit because the way that you know that you're misaligned with spirit in a very simple term is just, you don't feel good. If you don't feel good, it means something's off. And so just being able to go inwards and go, okay, why don't I feel good? Is this because of something that someone has said to me or even they haven't said it, but sending that energy where it doesn't need to be spoken. You can just feel that judgment or that criticism or that negativity that's coming towards you. And then being able to go in and go, who am I? Okay. You know, whatever it is for that person to say, I say for myself, I can just say, I know I'm someone who cares deeply. I care deeply about others. And sometimes when I say how I'm disconnected, I, 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 a part of me has gone, oh, well, maybe I don't really care. I, it all goes back to what we were talking about right at the beginning from when I was six years old and, and not wanting to feel so much. <laughs> and, and so they're trying to find right. that balance in, in that, that, that cycle of growth in life. Right. So you basically, you know, out of these 11 rules, you know, they kind of follow it in order through the book. And, and you state that to receive help, and this is in your second rule, being a spiritual vehicle from spirit, that we need to become a clear conduit, conduit for spiritual energy. How do you help your clients become this clear conduit for spiritual energy besides meditation? In other words, what is it that you ask them to become? Uh, what is it you ask them to do first and then to become so that they can consistently uh, make this connection with spirit? Yes, Greg. So it's, first of all, it's getting them to have an open mind. Just saying, can you be open? That's the first step. And that's where... I like to use the meditation initially if someone is really, they have a lot of blockages there. If they, it's not that they're trying to block or be difficult. It's just because there's so much buildup within the subconscious mind. And then and normally I do it through questions, right? Because I know that you do coaching as well. And like <laughs> when I used to do more psychic work and, and really focus on the, the psychic readings many years ago, people would come to me with issues and I would, I would say, they'd say help. And I'd say, okay, here's your problem. It's this, this, this. 
but perhaps they weren't ready to hear that problem and to address it. And they really just wanted to be told that they were enough, that everything was okay, despite whether it's an issue in a relationship, whether it's around finances or career. I, I feel that all of it goes back to just wanting to know that they are lovable and that they could be accepted and that they would not be rejected. But as my work evolved over the years and the type of person that I work with, I found that even though I could see really clearly through my intuition what a block was for a person, because of their resistance, it would be better for me to ask them the right question so that they could unearth the answer for themselves, which would empower them and not only give them clarity, but give them the confidence to follow through and take action. Because knowing and doing are two very different things. Someone could read big miracles and go, even they could look at these 11 rules and go, oh, well, I already know that because I've gone to all these self-help workshops and I've been on a personal development path for many years. I was one of those people who read and read and went to workshop upon workshop, but I wasn't fully embracing putting the rules into action. Rule three, commit to your breakthrough. I wasn't putting that into practice. And so I was, what happened, one of the things that happened to me was I was giving guidance and support to others and they were coming back and getting great breakthroughs. But because I wasn't putting it into practice in my own life, I was still stuck. I see this a lot with people out there in the healing arts who Carolyn Meese refers to as the wounded healer archetype. I was very much that. And, and mm-hmm. it took being able to go deeper. I had to really have the courage to go, okay, I, I, I've got to get over these denials. And, and so I think when we make, we set that intention and say, okay, I want to be a spiritual vehicle. (laughs) Imagine you put your foot on the accelerator and the vehicle isn't really going. That, that means that, okay, that there's got to be some inner work that done under the hood to build that momentum to break through. One of the things you said, Joanna, in that chapter on commit to breakthrough was, you, you said, look, if we're taking all the actions and we're not getting the results or outcome that we expect, because that's, you know, the attachment to the outcome, that's the old Buddhist principle, then that spirit is nudging us to move in another direction, is what you said. Um, what are you going to tell our listeners out there when they're presented with these roadblocks, the ones that are saying, hey, look, this isn't the right thing for you? Um, I. I think people sometimes get so stuck that it's got to happen a certain way. They're so resistant, as you were just talking about, which is rule number seven around accepting responsibility. But we'll get to that. What are you going to tell my listeners about, hey, when you're presented with these roadblocks, when you're presented with lemons, you make lemonade? (laughs) Yes. What What I've found works really well is when a roadblock comes up, rather than go, Oh no, what have I done to deserve this? Why am I, why is this happening again? Why am I stuck here? And this other person over here is moving forward. There must be something fundamentally wrong with me for this to happen. Now I look at it as, okay, 
there's a block here, which means that I am growing because I'm stepping into uncharted territory. And this is really exciting because it's my opportunity to dig deeper, to get to know myself better, to get to understand other people better, to improve myself. And so now from a I, I, I spiritually, <laughs> metaphorically roll my sleeves up and say, okay, I am here as a willing student and I'm going to keep my mind open and I am going to move through this. This is more like a springboard to where I want to go next. And so rather than look at it as a problem and that there is something wrong, I have the awareness of, great, I'm moving forward, I'm growing, and my life is improving. And so suddenly I can embrace those challenges rather than going, <gasps> and sort of, you know, gripping, bracing myself for something negative. Mm. You know, you know, this book is about big miracles. The title is Big Miracle, and there's these 11 spiritual laws around that. And you mentioned in the book that for this big miracle to occur, we we have to give ourselves permission to follow our heart's desire. Um, and, and I think that a lot of listeners, uh, we vacillate in and out of understanding what heart's desire means. In other words, where are we really one day versus another day or how fine-tuned are we into spirit? What are some of the signs uh, from your estimation that you personally had, you've seen your clients have, that we're getting the proper, and when I say that proper with discernment, uh, messages from our heart? I see heart's desire as our purpose, the the thing that we came here to, to be, to do, and and so heart's desire is a very, very personal thing, just like ultimate success is. For one person, ultimate success is to be a billionaire. For someone else, it's having two kids and the, the white picket fence. For someone else, it's to go and travel the world and, and to help those who are less fortunate. For someone else, it's to be a kindergarten teacher, right? It's all different. Heart's desire... I see that we have been so conditioned with what we, our heart's desire is meant to be rather than just going back to that process and rule one of center, ground, connect in that meditation and wanting the thing that you really want. Heart's desire is when you can just give yourself the permission to, to, to feel and, and then I believe it comes, it comes from there. And then that is the thing that fuels your breakthrough. And, and I find some things stay the same in terms of the heart's desire. And one of my heart's desires and the reason I wrote Big Miracles is because I was incredibly confident on the outside in, in my life, but I had incredibly low self-esteem. And, and so I, because I didn't address that or I didn't understand that that was an issue for me, it really knocked me sideways. I mean, I blew through all my money. I ended up putting on a, a lot of weight. I ended up staying in a relationship much too long 
that it wasn't healthy for me and it wasn't healthy for the other person either. It led to me experiencing a lot of pain in certain friendships and and, and then allowing people into my life who didn't have my best interests, not because they were bad people, but because they had a lot of damage within themselves. And so I kept trying to save them. And when I just came back to my heart's desire and to stop people pleasing and to stop trying to be someone who I wasn't, that gave me freedom. I mean, like literally just saying that, I can feel like, ah, oh, something, you know, when you get that weight pressing down on your chest, it's sort of like, but there's mm-hmm. nothing physically there. It's that energy of, okay, I'm going to go for my dreams and, and I'm, I'm going to live my life for me. I think of, you know, for your listeners, when someone gives them the, themselves the permission, they, and you just say to yourself, I give myself permission to live my life for me today. That is not a selfish thing, but we have been told that that is something selfish when it's just not the case. But just that simple reframe within our minds allows so much to open. That lays a foundation for big miracles to occur for someone. It's so true. And and I think all of your growing and your uh, intuition has allowed you to develop these at a very deep level. And I think you've articulated it well in the book. And one of the things that that you talk about in rule four is to forgive mistakes. And you state that a mistake is an action that is misaligned with your spirit's desire because of an impulsive decision, a hidden compulsion, or a missing piece of information. Uh, for the listeners out there, how should they be guided by these mistakes to make course corrections and know that it is spirit guided because a lot of times they don't believe or understand that the things that are happening to them are happening for a reason and that it is or there is a master plan. They forget all about spirit. Their ego rives up and goes, oh, I'm not good enough. I did something wrong again, and it contracts their energy, as you say, and makes them narrower. So what do you recommend to bring them back? Well, Greg, I this goes back to knowing the difference between when you are actually being foolish and making a mistake, when you're going into denial, when you're being irresponsible. I mean, I was the queen of denial, and and that denial was a fear of I don't want to do the wrong thing. And so oftentimes in my past, I would walk on eggshells, especially around certain people who were uh, controlling or that I just felt intimidated by. And so that then led to a series of mistakes because Again, it goes back to what I was just talking about before. I didn't get to be me. I didn't get to be in my full expression of myself versus when you're embarking on something new. Let's say, for example, someone wants to go and become an actor, right? They go to, they go to acting class and, um, and I know from when I went and did when yeah, I went and did acting training when I was, gosh, 40 years old. And that was quite scary because in my class, I was one of the people who was older as well. 
um, a lot of the people were <laughs> almost 20 years younger than me. And, and I remember thinking, oh, well, I've just got this all handled. We had to do an emotional recall exercise. And I thought, well, I've always been such an emotional person and a drama queen. This is going to be easy. So I just shot my hand up and got up on stage and was feeling all like, I'm going to do a great job with this exercise. And we had to look at a photograph and, and pull emotion out. Well, I suddenly got to see how I was not able to go and access that emotion it absolutely shocked me and I remember coming off the stage and my acting coach saying I did a terrible job on that and I could have gone into a place of oh that was so awful and I totally messed it up but what I did was through the rest of the class I felt actually a lot of embarrassment and shame but when I went home that evening I, I committed to doing the exercise on my own and it was intense because I didn't realize I had suppressed a lot of um, shame. It was, it came off as anger and actually rage, but it was shame that was there. So I found that the way to be able to give myself the permission to make mistakes and, and, and know that there's not something wrong with me, <laughs> fundamentally wrong, is to be able to admit I feel ashamed or I, I didn't even realize. And I think this happens for pretty much most of us, and I've seen this with my clients too, that even if it's not spoken, we are shamed in a certain way. And when we were born into the world, there was no reason to feel shame in that first place. So when one goes through big miracles and doing these exercises, you know, for someone, they're not going to maybe have such an, an intense experience as I had. I'm a Scorpio, so <laughs> it's normally pretty intense. Uh, it just means that it gives the opportunity to dislodge that energy. And, and then you find as you go back through the exercises, it gets lighter. And then suddenly this weight gets lifted and you can start to embrace making mistakes. It's like, okay, I'm going to go and going back to this idea of, let's say for someone that was going to train as an actor, I stopped getting scared. And the biggest thing I learned from that exercise and going through that acting training was stop trying to prepare for certain outcomes. Stop trying to control things. Show up and be present. If you do the best preparation for whatever your personal dream is, your goal is in life, then whether you get an A or an E, whether people think you're fabulous or they think you're all know you have committed to doing your best and you have shown up fully, that's all that matters. That is a success. And you just keep coming back and, and working at this again and again and again. Well, it certainly is an opportunity for my listeners to take and apply uh, some of these spiritual principles and rules that you've provided in Big Miracles. Um, and I, I just want to give my listeners, you know, there's a, she's got some great quotes on the back of her book. Um, but it, it, according to uh, James Von Prague, Big Miracles is the perfect book to assist you in making the correct life choices and navigating through your journey. It will give you a better understanding of yourself and assist you in fulfilling your soul's blueprint. 
your miracle has finally come. She's got some great uh, testimonials of uh, people, other authors that have written. This book is well-designed, well-laid out, very easy read, an opportunity for you to get into these 11 spiritual rules for ultimate success. Joanna, thanks so much for being on Inside Personal Growth today and spending a little bit of time imparting your wisdom and uh, your personal background and letting us know how you got where you are today and you know your journey because a lot of the path of these books these personal growth and personal mastery books are the pain and suffering that many of the authors have gone through themselves and i appreciate you uh, being open about that and letting our listeners know that that there's nothing wrong with them because many of them are going through many of the same pains it's been a pleasure having you on any last words you want to leave for our listeners Keep going towards your your vision, your dream. If you believe a big miracle is possible, it's absolutely going to happen. You just have to say, I'm going to step over the threshold and, and just know that spirit is going to take care of you. Spirit is going to give you the guidance. Beautiful. And Joanna, where are you going to guide our listeners as far as coming to see you, learn more about your book, about uh, some of your talks and information? What website do you want them to go to? I would love them to visit joannagarzilli.com. I'm also, like you said at the beginning, on all social media on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and and I have a wonderful some actually three wonderful gift meditations when you do go to my website as well the, my favorite one is the mind detox meditation because we need to clear our minds on a daily basis I find to be able to hear spirit to hear it internally and 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 to be able to then have the courage to put that into action Beautiful. We will make sure that it's in the blog uh, entry for them, Joanna. And again, for my listeners, we've been on with Joanna Grizzilli. The book is called Big Miracles, The 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success. Uh, Namaste to you, Joanna. Namaste. Thank you, Greg. Mm -hmm. 